Tabula Rasa, bitches. Hello. Hello. My name is Allie. And I'm Nick. And welcome to episode four of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you are here. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, you'll listen as two decades-long friends jump back into the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and relive the show that brought them close together and taught them so many of the values they still cherish today. And side note for our friends, we'll be discussing this episode, spoilers and all. If you haven't watched and don't want to hear the spoilers, hit that pause button, go to your watching, and come back. We are so excited to have you back. And each episode of Tabula Rasa, bitches, will dive into an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and discuss the lessons that can be learned from our favorite Sunnydale warriors and the supernatural creatures they use their talents and friendship to overcome. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Teacher's Pet. And real quick, before we sidle into our episode summary, if you missed our first episode, you might be wondering about the show title, Tabula Rasa, bitches. Tabula Rasa refers to something later in the series, much later, we'll get to that eventually, but you may or may not know, Tabula Rasa means clean slate, and Nicholas and I are watching these episodes with a clear mind, seeing, you know, what comes up new, so kind of a blank slate like that, and a uh, shout out to Leanna Haupt for her suggestion for the title. I heard Leanna is brilliant. She is indeed. She is a very dear friend of mine. She is a writer, director, and she also works for like a Grubhub type company, but that's not important. She's lovely and we love you. So hope you're listening. What a doll. We are grateful to you. All right, Nicholas, would you like to get us rolling with our episode summary? I would be thrilled to jump right into the episode summary. So... When one of Buffy's favorite teachers, a science teacher, goes missing and later turns up dead, students wonder what happened. The male students quickly get over their concern when a sexy substitute teacher, Miss French, shows up the next day and begins flirting with all the boys in her class. Buffy suspects there is more than meets the eye with the substitute teacher. The next day, Miss French invites Xander to her home, which is a big yikes, to, quote, work on a school project. Xander follows the invitation, and we learn that Miss French is actually a she-mantis who plans to mate with Xander before killing him. Buffy and crew discover where Miss French is keeping the boys she seduces, and Buffy kills the she-mantis just as she is about to have her way with Xander. Yeah, big yikes. Big yikes on this one. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an odd one for sure. It's, so it starts off with this delightful daydream daydream dream whatever Xander's asleep in class and he's having this excellent fantasy and my first note is mm, yes that red dress Buffy's in a super <laughs> sexy satin mini dress and I love it she's looking sextastic she's crushing it in her Heck red yeah. dress absolutely and I am all about confident dream fantasy Xander that's a good look on him I did the first note I took is that I would bang Nicholas Brendan this, yeah. one, this, this one, this, yeah, no. <laughs> I would bang <laughs> Nicholas Brendan in this scenario. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Brendan slash Xander was a very early crush of mine and still holds a very dear, dear spot in my heart to this day. Um, I love this teacher, this science teacher. He is exactly the kind of teacher I would have loved. Just the no nonsense, like do the work and we'll be buds, you know? And I just like, he's not coddling her, but he's 
he's actually on her team, which is lovely. He uh, holds her accountable to the high level that we all know she can perform at. Um, I have had a teacher give me tough love in the way that Buffy got tough love. And it was very impactful for me. I appreciate it looking back. That's awesome. Yeah, I love um, his line. Let's make them eat that permanent record. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and it's. I think that's lovely. And I did have, definitely have the question in my head of like, uh, why is one of Buffy's teachers getting access to her permanent record? Like, is Flutie just showing it around to all of her teachers? That's not okay. That's not cool. Well, yeah. So in the way he says it, there is no other pretext for him to have it. We are left to assume that it is a known fact, at least among the staff, although probably the students too but that that's not okay poor Buffy yeah like it's hard enough trying to start over especially given her past and then you're just you're just gonna tell everybody it's rude luckily she had this teacher but also not so lucky because he ends up dead (laughs) as good teachers do true 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 um as we're recording this I did make a note For those listening along, and hopefully this is still true by the time that we are actually publishing these episodes, but at the time of this recording, Buffy is free on Amazon Prime. That's at least where I'm watching it, because I don't actually have a DVD player anymore, so though I own all the seasons, uh, I'm watching it on Amazon. (laughs) I didn't know that it was on Amazon Prime. I used to watch it on Hulu, and now I have the ripped versions of it. So um, (laughs) they're at the bronze, as as they do. And uh, it was fun. I recognized the song, the band that's playing songs. I already met you. I forget the name of the band, but I used to listen to Buffy the album constantly. There's a Buffy album. Yeah. So it's a bunch of songs, really mostly just from the first season, maybe the second season, too. But it's a bunch of seasons that uh, songs that play mostly in the bronze. I've tried a few times to track down the this was a thing in the. 90s early 2000s like they did it on charmed a lot they would have people they they would have like up-and-coming bands mm-hmm. they did it on smallville part- too and i i have always wondered if the same is true here like have these bands like are these actual bands that yes the know. bands that play at the, at the bronze are actual bands that's neat with i think the exception of oz's band or maybe oz is a you know in real life a superfluous member of an actual band but yes, those are those are actual bands that you can find. Um, if you actually, if you search just Buffy the album, that's what the CD is called, and you should be able to find the track list. That's very neat. We'll put a link in the bio, friends. Yeah. Um, I have a note from that bronze scene. So Angel gives Buffy uh, her his coat, which yes. is very sweet. And I wrote, Angel, Buffy is really cool. I think she could use your tank top too <laughs> so cold i'm just so so cold right yes i love that move of giving somebody your jacket um i'm a very scent driven person so you know whether it be the guy's shirt or or a jacket or whatever just like this like having that smell and it's warm from them and it's just the best and i love her showing up to school the next day in the jacket that's such a move So another question that I have is, I know what my parents would have done if I had started wearing a strange man's jacket, jacket, but hadn't (laughs) met him. What would your parents, your parents, your parents are cooler. They probably would have been like, Uh, they would have had questions. 
<laughs> um, it's hard to really say with any certainty what their reaction would have been as I was bitterly single all through high school. Um, so yeah, hard to, hard to know. I mean, my dad was certainly never like baseball bat by the door kind of thing, which I was a little bit offended by. Like <laughs> he never got that defensive and neither did my brother. And I was like, yay, but also do you just not care at all? Yeah. Protect me. Protect me. I mean, be nice, but like protect me. It was, yeah, weird. I'm, you know, of two minds of that. But yeah, so uh, I think they would have had questions. I think they probably would have been okay with it. I think they just would have wanted to know what's going on. Not not in terms of like, a, I'm in trouble, but in a communicate with us. What's going on? What's going on with your life? Also, you know me, I can't shut up. So they would have known everything about the situation as yeah, soon I was as gonna it say, happened. I bet, I bet they would have known that you were talking to this dude um that's lovely it's a it's a nice jacket i would wear it oh, everywhere yeah. as well absolutely um i love willow's line he's one of the only teachers that doesn't think buffy's a felon <laughs> i wrote that down too yeah that's so good <laughs> which is both hilarious but i don't know yeah sad too. i is. feel uh it's so like a fu- it's a funny because it's true um yeah. i have a question for you did you ever have a crush on a teacher ever have a crush on a teacher no i don't think i did let me go back through my let me go back through the male teachers i had in high school oh Mm. see mine was from elementary school by the time i got to high school school. we had a lot of old guys at yeah i was just thinking about the old men that i had teach me which no um elementary school maybe do you no, remember do you so. remember mr clark mr clark was the one person uh-huh. i was he looks like about. tom wellington yeah AKA, he did uh clark kent from smallville um he hated hated one of i'm not gonna name my best friend in fifth grade but the dude that i hung out with a uh-huh. lot in uh-huh. fifth grade uh-huh. mr clark hated him <laughs> so i think that i felt i don't know yeah, he would. This friend who shall not be named got in trouble for me all Aww. the time. Aww. He was he. Yeah, I would do something and he would get blamed for it. And I wouldn't say anything. I'm not. No, I'm not narking on myself. But oh, I remember grade. I got into this heated argument with him because there was a quiz that was supposed to be Thursday and he like moved it up to Tuesday, but he made it open note. Now as I'm older, I'm like, who cares? He made it open note, like whatever. And you were a good student. You took notes. So it's not as if you didn't have notes. But little Allie was so enraged on principle. Like, it's the principle <laughs> of the thing. You said the test was Thursday. That's when it should be. And he's like, but Allie, I made it open note. And I'm like, I don't care. This is when you said the test was. I was just so one track mind. I'm going to side with fifth grade Allie here. That's not, I prepped for it. I have arranged my study schedule as such. But he made it open no. Maybe I have test anxiety. Who knows? That's Maybe true. I need to psych myself up. Who knows? Yeah, but I, I mean, like the story is I did not have test anxiety. I had plenty of notes. I never struggled <laughs> with grades. You were so, just pissed. Yeah, it was just like yeah. simply a principle of the thing that for some reason was a sticking point for me. That is so funny. Mr. Clark, if you're listening, are you still cute? <laughs> probably. I Pro- don't know. Probably. He had a great head of hair. Um, 
<laughs> the things I remember. I hope his ears are burning right now. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, he also did at one did one day in the hall. I because I used to wear my hair in a bun all the time, and he squished the bun. He squished my bun. I remember. I remember. Squeeze. You would have this. Yes. Net. You would have this net thing that you oh, would wear. Yeah, it my... was cute. I liked it a lot. It's, that was a it's thing. Been, and I would. I would always. Yeah, for those who go to Renaissance festivals and know what a snood is, I decided that in fifth grade it would be cool if I wore my snood to school. It was cool. No, you it were wasn't. cool. No, it really wasn't. Uh, I... But it happened nonetheless. And I, I appreciate that. That's my point. Anyway, continuing Spe- on with inappropriate things that teachers do. Yeah, this. So I remember this episode being weird, but just the second that substitute teacher walks in and every guy's head turns. It's, which is this like is fair, weird. which is fair. Hot teachers are a thing and you're allowed to appreciate them on site. And I mean, they're teenage boys or, you know, and whatever closeted lesbians were in the high school class too. Like I'm sure they were enjoying it. Eye candy is always an appreciated thing. Uh, her, it- her face when they say that a praying mantises are ugly. <laughs> yeah I, like, have I, a will quote. A bitch. I have a quote from from there um she's like why don't why do they live in solitude or something and bucky says words bug ugly come to mind right right exactly <laughs> oh, <laughs> buffy oh her face yeah i also uh have a note a funny quote right before then uh blaine has generously volunteered to show miss french the way to class and he says something like oh it's right next to the varsity field where i took all city or something <laughs> and just the the uh outsized weight that i put on meaningless accomplishments in high school thinking that they would mean anything to a potential sexual partner who's an adult well yeah yeah i mean she's clearly not gonna probably not gonna care but yeah it's weird. It's weird the things that we find important then. And I don't Good know. It is, a, it, is a, it is an accomplishment if you're like an all-state champ and stuff. That I mean, he worked hard to get that. And you know what? Good for him. Good for Blaine. You, but it is but it yes. is funny the way he's not so subtly slipping in there. Yeah, varsity football, blah, blah, blah. I have a note that I intentionally suspended my disbelief about how much the substitute teacher knows about the subject she was teaching and other (laughs) things happening at the school because the subs that I had didn't have a clue about trigonometry. Yeah, it's certainly convenient timing as they happen to be in their insect bugs unit in biology. Definitely interesting. Um, I have a note here. Um, when she's out patrolling for the four-handed stabby guy and a bum walks by and is like, you, you shouldn't be out here. It's not safe. I just had the thought of, yo, I would love to see someone try to mess with Buffy. <laughs> like some creepy dude, a human right. dude being creepy at night. I would love to see him try something. Just fucking try. I think he had a... Uh, an alcoholic beverage in his brown bag too sure so the did. thought the thought of an inebriated creepy man try something with the slayer is also hilarious to me yes she would break your back um a vamp running away from something would scare the hell out of me yeah that's sketchy and i think i'm i'm and they do appropriately 
appreciate the meaning of that. Like, uh, what is this that a vampire is running away scared? I think this isn't, this is a vampire who's packing extra stuff too. He's got the creepy right? hand. Big Freddy Krueger hand and he's scared. So that's a pretty, pretty big deal. Um, I have, yes, I lied. I'm a bad person. Let's move on. Giles <laughs> is like, after I expressly told you not to go patrolling, she's like, yeah, I lied. I'm a bad person. Let's move on. <laughs> Love that. Same. Same, same. Um, I don't know if this has happened yet. I have an iconic Cordelia phrase noted when she's in the cafeteria and finds the, she goes on to open the fridge to find the dead body, but she says, she bumps into Buffy and she goes, excuse you. And then she walks into the back area of the cafeteria and says, I'll only be here as long as I can hold my breath. Cordelia, you are such a funny bitch. I'm Savage. obsessed with you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just have an awe. Principal Flutie. He means so well. He, in this instance, he's a treasure here. Oh, I mean, the he whole plays. time. The this whole, is great. I think he, he is nothing but well-meaning. In a county that clearly isn't valuing education, I'm going to assume that whatever county they're in is not super well-funded or any of that. He is so clearly in it for the right reasons. He's not power tripping. I mean, the things that he gets on Buffy's case about, like skipping school, that's valid. She is skipping school. He has no idea that she has a higher calling. So from his eyes, it is perfectly reasonable to call her out on those things. He is adorable, and I like him. Also, love pushing therapy on everybody. Everybody should be in therapy. 100%. There's another iconic Cordelia phrase here that Buffy overhears. She says, I'm not saying we should kill a teacher every day so I can lose weight. I'm just saying <laughs> when tragedy strikes, we have to look at the bright side. I Good know. for you, Cordelia. You're champ. right. What a champ. You do have to look on the bright side. Yeah, I mean, is she a vapid popular girl or is she just spinning everything to the best of her ability? <laughs> Who knows? You got you. Life gave her lemons. She's not saying like she needs lemons, but they're already there. Weigh in, listeners. What do we think? <laughs> so, yes, this is a weird episode with the whole, like, teacher preying on students. But, like, that's the thing. Get it? She is a literal predator. She is literally a praying mantis, and she is preying on students. Uh, tr true. Yeah. Like, no one's, still... like, yes, it is still gross. It's still creepy. But that is also the whole thing. She is the bad guy. So it's not like because it exists in the episode, we're saying that it's okay. Buffy and Will the whole time are like, that's skeezy. That's creepy. Her head just turned around 360 degrees. That's pretty sus. Yeah, but they don't say, they say that's weird. She might be evil. They don't say that's illegal and you're being groomed and exploited. I think they would have gotten there either way. Obviously, yeah. the part where she's going to kill them was more important. Um, I think that was just taking precedence, you know? Side note about her, Miss French, um, I hate her eyeshadow. and Oh, yeah, that weird beigey yellow. That is just so matchy-matchy with the sweater she's wearing. Don't love it. Don't love it. So not only are you a predator, but you're also <laughs> make poor makeup bruises. That's worse than being yeah, ugly. She wouldn't, like, you, you she have actively done something to make yourself look worse. She uh, would not have turned my head. I have an, a great note. Check out how smart Buffy is bossing Giles around. Because she actually did her bio homework. So when she tells him, 
go get bat sonar from this area of the section. Like, I know it's not books, but it, we have this collection, blah, blah, blah. And she's delegating who's getting what and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, oh, she's so in charge. I love it. There's that Slayer leadership. Yes, I love it too. and that Slayer brain, that big, sexy brain. Um, I have two notes related to this. The first note I wrote in all caps, no, do not go to a teacher's house. I think it's just a good practice Absolutely. in general. Absolutely. Um, and then I love this quote from Giles when he says, this computer invasion Willow is performing on the coroner's <laughs> office is legal, right? <laughs> it's so British. Right. Wasn't here. Didn't see you. Couldn't have stopped you. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I had that one written it's down. It's good. Um, gotta love those practical effects with the gigantic praying mantis. Love it. Yeah, not the best, not the best puppet or whatever no, we've seen. Yeah. We're early on. They're they're getting their budget. They're, they're getting there. Yeah. But you know, I do there is something I think that's great about because I think if they had done like special effects, like computer generated stuff, I think it would have looked weird and maybe out of place and it still wouldn't have been up to today's standard so sometimes i like just having those good old animatronics or someone in a suit sometimes it's just better there is a charm to it that's for it. sure i don't love this exchange xander has with buffy outside and i think by this point he's a little chemical crazy so i'm willing to give him a little bit of grace but i think it speaks to some other things that he's actually feeling Buffy's like i don't think she's human and he says I've met someone and you're jealous. Look, there's nothing I can do about it. There's just something chemical between Miss French and me. Well, b yes, there. Yeah. Yeah. There, she's seducing you. But yeah, like, I don't, uh, again, it's it's their characters do stupid stuff. That's like, obviously, it's stupid, but it definitely feels character motivated. He's a 16 year old boy. You know, whether he truly in his heart of hearts believes that she's into him and they're going to have a thing like. He wants to believe it, so he's letting himself believe it. So he's saying something stupid. And I do imagine that it could come off that way. Like, well, I asked you out and you said no. And now someone is showing interest, so back off. I don't think he actually asked her. Yeah. So, no, he didn't. He expressed interest last episode, which we talked about last episode. He did not literally say, hey, Buffy, let's go on a date. But in his teenage boy mind, he expressed interest and was turned down. It's it, not as if Buffy doesn't know that he's into her. I think they are capturing the communications limitations of teenage boys well. I think so. I agree with that for sure. Um, This is definitely a very ew question, but how the fuck does a human man fertilize her eggs? Yeah. I have a lot of logistical yeah. questions about um, at one point too, Xander, he, um, he has like wrist straps put on him. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? She doesn't, those little claws of hers don't look super opposable. Those do not look like they have the dexterity to perform that. Maybe she, maybe she, she can turn her hands back and forth. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly she can turn her whole body back and forth. So maybe she does it to get them into the restraints. I don't know. That is a good question. Interesting. Because, yeah, she would uh, also need more opposable hands to lock them in the cage and stuff. That's true. I mean, the scare factor is certainly there. You're not going to. I mean, she's she is certainly intimidating enough, but. You have a giant insect in front of you. Yeah, you're probably not going to fight back too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, the question of 
how that mating actually happened. <laughs> do you think they do you think when they made this episode like, do you they think the writers knew know? That, they knew that people were gonna analyze and wonder <laughs> how it actually worked <laughs> or are they like no people aren't gonna worry they're about not it. gonna look that far into it <laughs> somebody we always will. somebody always does Allie and I will. I don't, you know, I don't think that they should have gone into how how that all works. I think it's perfectly fine, uh, the vagaries that they left it at. But I'm still going to wonder. Um, I have a question for you. I want you to decide, okay, let's say you are going to get killed by a monster. Mm-hmm. Choose between getting killed by a vampire or getting killed by a giant bug like this one. Vampire, hardcore. Okay, good. Yeah, it wasn't even a hard nope. guess for me. This would after be the a terrible initial way to die. bite, I feel like it probably feels kind of good. Oh, interesting. I don't know about that. Certainly, I think quicker. I don't want my head taken off. Probably, it's sound. probably quicker um, and probably less gross. And I don't know. I mean, like, is it a hot vampire? Uh, well, it's certainly not a hot bug, but there is a chance if it's a vampire. I'm just saying, like, there's a hot. possibility that the experience with a vampire could overall not be unenjoyable (laughs) (laughs) good okay we're in agreement we would like to get killed if we have to get killed by a vampire ideally it's a sexy vampire oh hardcore yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. totally preferable great great good talk (laughs) um and i see we have we both have noted the same quote just for the record you were right i'm an idiot god bless you (laughs) Oh, that good good one did yep. yeah hey owed, hey it owed. takes a strong man to admit that he was wrong good on you xander that is showing some non-toxic masculinity i do love some non-toxic masculinity i um feel that i think this vampire that they that they introduced and offed in the same episode i would have liked to hear that's a that's a wolverine vampire mm-hmm. is pretty cool I don't yeah. know. We could have we could have uh, had him come back or do something or yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, they did briefly talk about his backstory. He was apparently some vampire who was so devoted. He was he was made some mistake and got cast out by the master, but in an attempt to show his devotion, hacked off his hand, and that's how he ended up with the bladey hand. Yeah, that's cool. There could have been we could have had an epic fight. Yeah, but you but know, there's, I guess there are there's other something cool kind of cool about too. like that. That is what angel came to warn her about and then she like meets him and offs him and it's fine um i think we see angel be very impressed with buffy about the fact that she killed this vampire that gave him trouble so easily Mm -hmm. but that's because buffy's a badass absolutely and it's it kind of a little bit speaks to maybe him making excuses to to see her which is sweet I have a note at the end where she closes the closet door or whatever, and then the camera pans down and we see the other eggs. More yes. bug eggs. I hate bugs. I hate bugs. So gross. Yeah. I don't love bugs. But also, we never see the payoff of that, which is interesting. That's true. Who knows? There yeah, it could never, be more. Those, those never come back. Well, I guess they, they must not come back because I think it would be pretty clear if some human-sized mantises hatched in the high school. But somehow not the strangest thing that school has seen. No. No. No, it's not. Um, I have the note. Uh, Buffy and, and Angel's last encounter of the episode. And Buffy just goes, oh boy. 
jaw feel, girlfriend. Jaw feel. I know we're making fun of a lot of Angel's moves and his very like cryptic, very moody guy. I would have been all over that. I was. I, I, if you look at the guys that I had crushes on in high school, it was definitely the kind of slightly wounded puppy, kind of moody. <laughs> uh, I would have been all, I, I was, I was all over Angel. As a, I mean, I've been in love with that character my entire life. Mystery is alluring, isn't it? It is. Uh, I'm not saying it's the most healthy, attractive quality out there, but it is nonetheless very attractive. Why would I want somebody who likes me from the get-go? Right? That's ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. Give me a little bit of a chase here. Come on. Let me fix you. I can fix you. I'll fix you. It'll I'll be fine. You. I'll be able to. Because then if he to. changes change for people. me, that means he, like, really likes me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that has yeah. worked out famously for me in the past, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's... um. Oh, there's two quotes that I forgot to mention. There's one from the beginning where Buffy first sees Angel in the bronze and mm-hmm. she says, I'd say it's nice to see you, but we know that's a big fib. And there are so many people in my day to day life. I would love to say that too. Oh, yes, but not in a sexy bantery way. In a oh, completely yeah. honest, like, we know this is a lie. I am not happy to see you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being in your presence drains me of my energy <laughs> and it is not nice or pleasant to see you at all. I feel like we all have that mental list of those people. <laughs> and then I like this quote, uh, Buffy and Willow are making fun of Xander in the cafeteria and they say, the younger man is too dumb to wonder why an older woman can't find someone her own age and too desperate to care about the surgical improvements. Yes. <laughs> burn buffy has some good dunks she sure does and see that is them that is them hinting towards you know this not being an okay situation again not bringing up the predator stuff but like i'm not i'm also not sure that a teenager like a fellow teenager can appreciate the ick factor of that situation i think Mm. us looking back like i don't uh it's hard to say I remember when we were seniors in high school, I knew of one girl who was dating a 19-year-old or something, Mm -hmm. and I felt very strong ick factor. I was like, 18, like, that's kind of a, when there's a legal Mm -hmm. line there, I don't know. I'm concerned. I don't love that. But then I guess I didn't, like, call the cops or anything, and so maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But- Underage listeners, if your teacher shows interest in you, that's not normal. No, nope. bad. Bad. Yes, absolutely bad. Tell your parents, tell somebody, run. Not okay. And a teacher should never try to put you in a situation where they're alone with you, ever. Nastiness. So um, a theme that I have from this episode is um, I think I think this pressure that I don't know if girls felt it, dudes definitely feel it this pressure to have sex right away or Mm -hmm. be the first person to have sex have your debut or whatever Mm -hmm. that is so real and the idea of being a virgin being something to be embarrassed about definitely a huge factor in lots of lots of people's lives i didn't feel feel a huge pressure certainly not in our friend group and also just not in general because i just don't Peer pressure isn't a thing on me. When people be like, do it, you won't, no balls. I'd be like, yeah, you're right, I won't. Like, I don't I don't care. The whole, like, I dare you doesn't have an effect on me. Because I'm like, you know what I could also do? 
not that. I think when somebody tells me, when somebody tries to egg me on to doing something, I'm less likely to do it. Yeah. If I feel like you are, you are pressuring me to, I'm like, mm, now I okay, super well, don't want to do it. And now just for the sake of being obstinate, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm certainly not doing it now. Um, but it is absolutely a thing that people still make a thing of, which is hopefully becoming less and less as the generations go on. But I, I did find that a lovely little moment where we find out that Blaine, who's supposedly the man, is also a virgin. Real talk. And you don't got to be embarrassed about it, Blaine. It's okay. Oh. Also, Blaine reminds me. Have you, have you ever seen Pretty in Pink? I've not seen Pretty in Pink. The guy, the love interest is... I'm Googling it now. The love interest is called Blaine. And when the main character is talking to, to Ducky, her best friend, about it, he's like, what kind of name is Blaine? That's an appliance. <laughs> <sighs> I'll just check it out. Pretty in pink. Lovely. I do find that it stands up, in my opinion. What other, what other themes or reactions do you have to this episode, Allie? You know, I think the kind of just sexuality, sexual tension, sort of a puberty kind of theme, finding interest in other people, and maybe just kind of like stupid teens. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much pretty much what I had. You know, not every episode is going to have some big meaningful thing. But also, I guess I kind of mentioned earlier, just like Predators. Mm. Both literal and figurative. It's our first um, creature villain. Yeah. You know, we've had witches and vampires. Yeah. So that's, a, I think, a noteworthy thing about this episode, which is neat. For sure. And I definitely noticed in this episode the growing relationship between Buffy and Willow. Like the budding besties thing. Mm -hmm. See, especially when, you know, you kind of get to have a girl talk when they're talking about Xander and like judging him together. That was just very sweet to see. And like you noted earlier, I think we the continued development we're seeing in Buffy as a leader mm -hmm. that we definitely see. That's also kind of neat to watch again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the end of my notes. Any last thoughts? That's the end of mine too. I think I I think we might be about to wrap this wrap mother this up, up Allie. All right. Yeah. Well, then I think that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you'll join us again for our next episode, where we'll discuss season one, episode five, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. This is one of my favorites from this season. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. And if you are just too excited to wait until our next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod. That's T-A-B-U-L-A-R-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com and you can also say hello to us on twitter instagram or facebook at at tabula rasa b pod ali how can people get in contact with you you can find me in the places you can find me at daughter pick on instagram and twitter d-a-u-g-h-t-e-r-p-i-c-k and if you want to toss a couple bucks my way you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ali press and our amazing listeners, all social media handles are going to be in the description. Be sure to check us out. And I hope everybody makes the proudest of choices. 
Have a lovely time. Until next time. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.